What is up, Steel Studians? And welcome to a Smooth Jams Saturday here on The Study Session. I am your host, Jeremy Ritz, here welcoming you to episode number 126, where we slow it down a bit here on a Saturday and bring to you the Steelers Study Session mailbag. Want to kick off the show by saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Steel Study, for reading my work, listening to the study sessions, listening to the Steel Study podcast. It means the world to me. So thank you for being a studying. Would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Still Study. And again, my gratitude to you for being a supporter. I also want to give a shout out to Jim Wexel, whom I do my other podcast with over on his site at the Steelers, excuse me, the Steel City Insider. Jim and I record every Tuesday morning and we publish around 6 a.m. And if you haven't heard of Jim Wexel, do yourself a favor, find out who he is, read his work. Dude has been covering the Steelers since 1995. He's insightful. He has experience. He's got stories. And he's a lot of fun. So please be sure to check out our Steelers Insider Podcast every Tuesday at 6 a.m. And again, today's the third edition of the Steelers Mailbag here on the study session. And just want to thank all of you for providing me with great questions here. Got a lot of good stuff to get to today. And we're going to jump right in, starting with a question from Alan out of Montana. So the study is reaching out west. Alan writes, Antonio Brown gave some props to Ben this week for helping him achieve the success that he has had. How do you think things would have played out if he stuck around? Alan, first of all, thank you. Gratitude to you. I hope you have a great weekend, man. So Antonio Brown, I mean, the way things ended with Antonio and Pittsburgh were just, I don't want to call them tragic because there was no loss of life and we have to put things in a perspective from a worldly view, but they were sad for lack of a better term. For the longest of time, that connection between Ben and Brown was phenomenal That was back when Ben had some mobility and could scurry and scramble around and he would launch the ball. You'd hold your breath, but Brown would come down with it for a massive play. And the numbers that they put up together back in the Killer Bees days with Martavis, Le'Veon, and really a strong, proven offensive line were just great. And if you could factor out that negativity that existed, and Alan, I'm assuming that You're saying, you know, if none of that vitriol or erratic behavior never did occur, you know, what would Ben and Brown, what could those Steelers teams have done? And I think, you know, there was a period there where they missed the playoffs, where the team struggled. One of those years, Ben was injured. But I think you would have witnessed more of what you saw whenever Ben and Brown were playing together. And that was statistically productive seasons, big wins, 
I think you would have seen a continuation of the success when Brown was there. But in terms of them ever getting over the hump and winning a championship, I don't think I would go that far. Because as we have seen, Ben's skills have started to decline a bit in terms of his mobility. Maybe not so much his arm strength. But I think Brown would still have gotten his numbers. Maybe they would have come down slightly. And it probably would have made the Steelers a bit more competitive than they were. In those seasons when Brown wasn't around. But I think to say that it would have been a game changer, that they would have won a Super Bowl if he would have stuck around, I don't think you can go that far. What is sad, even more sad, is the fact that Brown didn't get to finish his career a Steeler. I mean, he is a Hall of Famer. No question he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. His production was just incredible. It still is incredible. Still going strong down there in Tampa Bay. But it would have been nice to see his legacy be with the Steelers and be a Hall of Famer with the Steelers. And if this thing could have wrapped up and concluded almost like a fairy tale or a storybook, but that just didn't happen. So, Alan, short response to your question, I think it would have been a continuation of the statistical success that existed between Ben and Brown. But in terms of projecting that into Super Bowls or playoff wins, I don't think you could do that. But if anything, just the legacy of being a Steeler for life, I think that's that's the sad part. Is that Brown... I don't know if he'll ever fully be accepted back into the fold as a Steeler based on some of the things that transpire. But thank you for your question. Next, we have a question from Jeff in PA. Any chance the Steelers blow it Sunday night against the Seahawks? Jeff, <laughs> this Steelers team, it, it, no matter the year, there are always games where they implode and just play poorly. So that is never off the table. And in fact... Being that there is some confidence this weekend going into this battle with the Seahawks, I think that's more of a reason to be cautious and to be on guard. And I'm sure, and I shouldn't say I'm sure, I'm hopeful that Tomlin is mentally preparing the players to be on guard against a letdown. And despite all the things that are playing in their favor right now, that Russell Wilson is not going to play. Their starting running back is not going to play. They're playing against the worst defense at home, primetime, Sunday night. Despite all those factors, it's still an NFL team. These are still professionals out there who are playing to win. Anything could happen, Jeff, but man, that would just be horrific, ugly, terrible, and you could kiss the postseason goodbye they lose this weekend. They've got to win. So, Jeff, yes, it's possible. Would I be surprised if it happened? No. But damn, it better not happen. Next up, we have Brian out of Harrisburg. I think this is the second week week in a row we've had a question come from Harrisburg, PA. Brian asks, do you see the Steelers making any trades before the deadline? 
Philly just dealt Zach Ertz to the Cardinals. Brian, thanks for the question. I did see that Philly sent Ertz to the Cardinals. I like Ertz as a tight end. I think he'd look really good in black and gold, but Freyermuth is the future here for the Steelers. But in terms of the Steelers making a trade before the trade deadline, I don't see it happening, Brian. Not to say that it won't happen, but I think the Steelers have fired their bullets in terms of trades thus far. They they did that in the offseason. Not sure what the track record is on in-season trades, but I can't even, can't even remember, recall the last time they've made an in-season trade. And I'm probably forgetting something so obvious here with that, but I don't see it happening. I don't even, I can't even envision a scenario where they would do that. And in terms of a position in which they would make a trade, I mean, cornerback depth isn't great. It looks like they've missed on Akello Witherspoon, but they traded for him. And I just can't see them doing that again. You could argue offensive line. I think they're sticking with their guys there on the offensive line. So no, hard no. Capital, hard, underline, bold, no. Brian, they will not trade before the trade deadline. The team that you see, the players that you see, you get what you get for the rest of the season. This one comes from Kelly out of Virginia. Thank you, Kelly, for writing to the study. Kelly asks, Terrell Edmonds has been solved this year. Any chance we resign him at the end of the season? Thank you, Kelly. Great question. I know a lot of people have been high on Edmonds' performance so far this year. And I think he's been good. I think he's been better than previous seasons. There have been some moments when I'm watching the game for a second time, even in the the initial viewing of the game where I've seen him let receivers get in front of him. He's trailing. He's not in the best position in coverage, but he has made some good plays, not only in the passing game, but also in the run game. Pro Football Focus has indicated that quarterbacks have only completed 8 of 16 passes for 78 yards against him, and that opposing quarterbacks have an, a passer rating of 58.9. So statistically, his performance looks good so far. He also had that interception earlier this season. So I think he's been good, Kelly. I wouldn't say that he's been great. This is probably his best season so far. Is it enough for the Steelers to make a push to resign him? I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to go there yet. They're going to have to resign Minka. Who knows what's going to happen in terms of quarterback. And again, I know that's very non-committal. I think if they really wanted to keep him, they would have picked up his fifth-year option. If he's willing to be flexible in terms of his pricing, the Steelers could resign him, but I'm uncertain as we stand here today. 
And then our final question comes from Still Dude 70s. Still Dude 70s. Still Dude says, Ben said this week that you can't replace Juju. Do you agree with him? Still Dude, thanks. Thanks for your question. You know what? I, I'm going to take a different viewpoint here. I do think that you can replace Juju. I think Juju brought a lot in terms of intangibles. I feel like earlier in his career, Juju was a more explosive, productive receiver. But I think over the last few season, seasons, his game has transformed into more of the short passing threat. I wouldn't say that he is a vertical stretch at all. He doesn't stretch defenses. He doesn't challenge defenses. And I think there are really some opportunities here for these other receivers on this team now that he is out. James Washington, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and also the tight end, specifically Pat Freyermuth. So, sure, the intangible component of Juju, you can't replace. He's a physical receiver. Not sure if they have somebody on the team that fits that mold, but I think there's an opportunity for this passing attack to be just as good, if not better, with some of these players to step up. So, no. Still, dude, I don't agree with Ben here on this. And again, I think that this is James Washington's opportunity to shine. He's healthy. He practiced fully on Friday. He's going to go. And I'm calling my shot right now. Bomb. Big post pattern. James Washington. For 50 plus yards. It might even be the first play out of the gate. Calling my shot. And studyings. Studyings, studyings, studyings. This is the conclusion of today's Smooth Jams study session here on the Still Study. The Steelers mailbag. Thank you so much for joining me here on this lovely Saturday. If you haven't done so yet, go check out episode 25 of the Still Study podcast. That is up and available to you as well. Much gratitude to you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for reading my work, listening to the study sessions, listening to the Still Study podcast. It does mean the world to me. Please continue to share with your family and friends to help me grow this thing and expand so that I can share more content with you about our wonderful Pittsburgh Steelers. I would love to connect with you. Please hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. Also, give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. And remember, Saturday's studies are made for relaxing, taking a moment to breathe, taking pause in your life to reflect on what you're grateful for, and getting your mind right for Sunday's game. Let's go. Let's make it happen on Sunday, Pittsburgh. Let's get the W. In the meantime, have a great Saturday. Peace.